What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Value Script podcast, where we're bringing value every episode for the everyday person. Today, we're going to continue our book breakdown of the five love languages. I have my lovely co-host, Meredith Carmichael, sitting next to me. Meredith, when we were summarizing what we were going to talk about, you broke this chapter down really well and summarized it great. Would you like to share that with sure. everybody? Sure. Okay. So we're on chapter 11. And um, this kind of talks about did what you, we did touched you hear that on as earlier enough. And I said every everybody, everybody, like, everybody, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> All right. So gives an example of this couple that um, they go to um, Dr. Chapman and they're like, "Look, we're we're not happy, but." First of all, we want you to know we don't have money problems. We both make a lot of money. They weren't arguing all the time. They really don't even fight. But their problem was they were basically like roommates. And they would each get up, go to work every day, and then come home and kind of do their own thing. And then they would come together every night and have dinner. The husband made dinner every night. And then um, it's kind of funny because he goes through, he's like, I do all the dishes. I because and then he um, would take the laundry out of the dryer and fold it and put it away and he does all the yard work because she's allergic to pollen and and he would vacuum because she has a bad back and sorry guys sorry guys I know this is bad this is brutal (laughs) Dr. Chapman was like what does this woman do you know but um so he's like I don't understand why she doesn't feel loved like this doesn't make sense to me I'm doing all these things for her and and for the wife she's like I just want you to sit down and talk to me like we don't talk about anything we just you know kind of simple conversation but they really didn't have any in-depth conversation so what they realized is they were speaking the wrong love languages and he was providing tons of acts of service and he's like what the heck man right i'm like putting myself out there doing all these great things yeah and my wife is unhappy yeah. And he was doing a lot of like, I'm like, stop talking. Like, that's, that's like the list of things I'm not good at, but I need to be better at because, you know, with your love language being acts of service, I, as I was reading through, I'm like, man, this guy's doing all the things I need to be doing. It was really good. And so I can imagine, you know, have if I was doing all those things and then not feeling reciprocation, that would dig into my self-worth. It would dig in, yeah. into my feeling of really does my wife love me? And for him, acts of service was his love language. So, yeah. so that's how he was showing love. And so he didn't feel loved either um, by and her. She and she, but but she service. brings up a good point. She's like, wait, you said that you enjoyed cooking. And he's like, well, I, I, I don't mind I cooking. Yeah. He's like, I don't mind cooking. But, but Dr. Chapman asked him, like, what would the ideal wife look for you and he, or look like to you? And he's like, well, I've thought about this a lot. Like, I would go to work and come home and, and she would be cooking and, and I would do yard work and then come in and we'd have our meal together. And, and so as they were able to communicate their needs, they realized like they were just missing the boat and he's like wait a minute all i need to do is come home and talk to you for 15 minutes rather than doing all this stuff to help you feel loved because he really was trying to be intentional about helping her feel loved because he knew that was a problem but because they spoke different love languages they just weren't coming together but it was just a great example of how like you might think that you're giving your spouse what they need but if you don't really talk about it you might be totally missing it and it's not intentional it's not that you're bad people or that you don't love your spouse but you're just missing the mark sometimes so anyway that i thought that was really great so i i like this in on page 142 
uh, at the bottom talks about in the context of marriage. If we do not feel loved, our differences are magnified. We come to view each other as a threat to our happiness. We fight for self-worth and significance, and marriage becomes a battlefield rather than a heaven. Mm-hmm. That was us. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I remember us both feeling like, well, I remember feeling like, gosh, we're so, we are so different. We, are, we just are. We're, we're very different. And, and we certainly did go through that battlefield stage where everything just was awful and hard and um just like they, he says it perfect like a threat to our happiness like yeah. that's what it felt like then it, it really and, did um, and over years you know it, it, like the next sentence is we fight for self-worth and significance like i you know i really did feel insignificant to a large extent and it really did bother my self-worth mm-hmm and, you know, so I started trying to dig in and, you know, we've covered this a billion times, but changing the physical things didn't matter. And mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't because that was really the problem in the beginning. Right. But right. I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And you didn't necessarily know that how you were making me feel because we didn't, we didn't really even know what to talk about. Yeah. Well, and, and the, like, it really took years of counseling to figure it all out because there was a foundational way that you viewed yourself and and kind of internalized everything and and I didn't know that and didn't recognize neither of us neither of us knew that like sometimes you don't even recognize until you can dive in with therapy and and have have a professional help you figure things out well that's that's kind of what it says in the next paragraph you know it says love is not the answer to everything Right, so which I've always said love's the most important thing. But it's not the answer to everything. But it creates a climate of security where you can seek answers to the things that bother both of the spouses. Mm-hmm. And in, in the security of love, it gives you the ability to be able to discuss differences without condemnation. And you can resolve conflicts if mm-hmm. you have the spirit of love in which you're approaching resolving these things rather than the spirit of contention. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a real thing. And sometimes that contention, excuse me, sometimes that contention comes because, again, you're fighting for your self-worth and significance in the relationship, but you're not necessarily fighting on the same battlefield. Mm-hmm. You think you are, right? but you're, you're not, since you're not really speaking each other's languages, you could be miles apart, even mm-hmm. though you're right next to each other. Yeah. And when you feel secure and safe in in your relationship and in the love that you have, you're able to give more. It's not like you're pouring from an empty cup or where you feel like you're constantly trying to have your own needs met. You're able to to give to your spouse rather than feeling like, I don't know, that that need to protect yourself, I think, is where it all comes from. But well, I mean, like we talked really about great. in the last episode, talk, passing like ships in the night, you know, like even though both both spouses in this case saw each other, they were actually serving each other in their own love languages, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, again, too, like we talked about, if you're not sure what your love language is, think about how you like to give love. And that probably will help you find a clue as to what your love language is. Like this man was serving, providing acts of service for his wife, and she wanted to talk. Well, turns out her love language was... She wanted, she wanted to talk and mm-hmm. his love language was acts of service. Right. But since they weren't receiving those things, they were, even though they were doing lots of good and, and like doing the right things, 
doing, you know, married couple correct actions, they weren't filling the cup that needed to be filled. Yeah. And that uh two ships passing the night, that was from the previous episode, and I'll link that at the top of the video if anybody wants to click on that to see the previous video. Yeah. And just at the very end, just to like wrap up this chapter, it says, can emotional love be reborn in a marriage? You bet. The key is to learn the primary love language of your spouse and choose to speak it. But it was beautiful because this couple totally, I mean, that completely changed their relationship. From that moment, they were able to start loving each other in a way that resonated with both of them. And they, you know, were happy and, and everything was, was great. I, I love that you pointed that out because that's quite profound at the end of that chapter, that sentence that, you know, can emotional love be reborn in a marriage? Because that comes up, that question comes up, especially in the frequently asked questions in the back. But we, we've heard that from, you know, our friends and from people that we've interacted mm-hmm. with through social media. That it's a lot of times that's the question is, you know, are we able to get our love back in our marriage? Mm-hmm. Look at all the damage that's being done or look at the bad actions or look at you know, the bad choices that were made. I don't know if we can come back from that. Mm-hmm. And, and Chapman answers it in the form of absolutely you can come back from that. But you cannot really by doing the same things that got you there, right? You mm-hmm. have to learn to speak your spouse's love language. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're doing the same things that you just keep doing the same things, like thinking, hey, someday they're going to work. They're not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You right. need to do, right. you need to find out what really needs to be done. What actions will have profound impact by learning the actual love language of your spouse. And I really think that most of the time, both people want that. I think when people get insecure, you know, and then they start to put up walls to protect themselves. But if you can sit down with your spouse and really have an honest conversation, like, what do we both want? Really? What do we want out of this? And well, goodness. Think of the, I mean, it's maybe I don't even want to bring this memory up because it was so terrible, but it happened to us. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, sitting on the floor, crying on the bathroom floor, crying on the bathroom floor <laughs> in that bathroom in uh, March 2000, 2021. And asked, we asked each other that question, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. really, first of all, do we want to stay married? Right. And, 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 um, and what's at stake? And we talked about that. And and then that's such a heavy question, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, and it was it wasn't necessarily out of like spite either. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, you know, do we re- are we really going to be committed to make this work? Yeah. And, and a lot of that was directed towards me. Um, am I really going to be committed to make this work? And then, are we willing to do what it takes? Are we willing to do what we both need each other to do to be able to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had to. But as an outside viewer, that shows me that both of you wanted the same thing. If you're both willing to talk about it, right? you both were wanting the same thing and wanting to, you know, you had the respect for each other to ask that question at least. Right. Rather than, I, I think in a previous episode, you had talked about how you hate seeing relationships where they just grow to just hate each other, you know? After all these years of marriage, all of a sudden you hate each other. Right. So, well, and honestly, like at that point, we were so broken, so broken. I mean, I really feel like we were about as close to divorce as you can get without, without pulling the, the, uh, whatever. Pulling the plug. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, at that um, time, um, it was Max Hurt. Max Hurt being exerted. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And I, I, you know, largely for me, I was exerting Max Hurt on you. Mm 
Was it the red face on the scale one to ten at the doctor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That was, <laughs> that was the warm up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but but you know, like I don't know. Even when things were at their absolute worst, I always felt like there was even the slightest bit of hope there. Like I just felt like there really was no reason why we couldn't be great together. I was like, what is happening? What well, I think is wrong I, with this? As that day, I mean, it was, it was following something crazy that I did. And it's like, how in the world could you do that? And um, I think that, that day we both realized, look, we both feel unloved. We both want to love each other. And there's, because we've been feeling this miss for so long, there is that resentment that was built up. And that did fuel um, some of the, a lot of the, the bad outcomes that we were seeing at the time. And, but realizing that we really do both love each other and we really do actually have a lot of stake. We have a lot to lose, you know, and we have a, the, all of the elements, all the bones of a phenomenal marriage. We just need to help each other feel loved. And since we weren't doing that effectively, we were getting the results we were getting, even though we were, you know, checking a lot of boxes that and and, uh, from a lot of people outside looking in thinking, you know, obviously before the disaster that we had like the perfect marriage and we even think, hey, we have a great marriage. We never thought we had a bad marriage because we were doing things for each other. We just weren't doing the things that each other needed. And I think that's one of the profound messages that, you know, that sentence, can love come back to a marriage? The answer is absolutely. But you have to do it in a way that resonates with your spouse or else it won't. You can be doing all the right things, but it might not be the right things for your spouse. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Value Script today. Um, don't forget to click, click, like, share and subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Value Script. Mm-hmm.